Hi everyone, it's Sunday, May the 31st. I'm Robert Nicholl. This is QED Quiz Every Day. The end of another month. We've made it two whole months and as promised we're going to have something a little bit daft and a little bit silly today because every now and again doing something daft and silly, quite frankly, is the best thing to do. Outside, it's not good outside at the moment, is it? Lots of stuff going on that's not all that good. So we'll stay in, we'll do some quizzes and we'll do something daft and silly, you and me, okay? Agreed. Before that, we'll do uh, some answers from yesterday. Yesterday's round was about uh, timings, you may well remember. It was all about that time already, as I called it. Uh, and so we'll have a little look at those answers first before we get on to today's little bit of fun. Uh, we started with the question, what time did Cracker Jack start? Pause while some of you shout Cracker Jack back at me. I didn't know that it had restarted again. In uh, just double checking this answer, I uh, looked on the Wikipedia page and it turns out earlier on this year, Cracker Jack's been back on on the CBBC. Who would have thunk it in 2020? Anyway, the question was, what time did Cracker Jack start? It used to be, it's Friday, it's five to five, it's Cracker Jack. So my answer essentially was 4.55 p.m. but uh, because of that catchphrase but when it first started uh, it was on at quarter past five so uh, 5.15 or 4.55 or indeed quite frankly whatever time the new one is on I didn't manage to find that out but anyway you can look it up. Number two Mr. Brown a supposed member of the Home Guard caught which caught the train at which time? That's from the, uh, the theme music to uh, Dad's Army so all together now join in all at once or not at all Mr. Brown goes off to town on the 8.21. That's what it is, 8.21. I thought for years that song was, and he ain't 21. I thought it meant he was a young man. But no, he goes off to town on the 8.21. Number three, Smith, Jones, Stevenson and Atkinson make up the group behind which TV show? Well, that's um, Mel Smith, Griff Jones, uh, Pamela Stevenson and Rowan Atkinson. It was not the nine o'clock news. In which film does Gary Cooper play Marshall Will Kane? That's High Noon. Number five, the Queen's Christmas broadcast is embargoed until what time? 3pm is the answer. Uh, number six, what time is the official Ofcom watershed? It's nine o'clock, 9pm. Uh, seven, what time does the alarm ring for Bill Murray on Groundhog Day? It rings at 6am every day, always at the same day. Uh, number eight, what time does the monkey's alarm? What time is the monkey's alarm set for, yet it never rings in Daydream Believer? Same time. The six o'clock alarm would never ring. Six o'clock. Um, oh, I've got to sing again. Um, number nine, about what time is it going to start raining men? But tonight for the first time, just about half past ten. It's not really my song, that. Uh, half past ten. About half past ten is the answer to that one. Uh, and number ten, I don't have to sing for this one because it's an instrumental piece. But if uh, if I were, I would tell you that uh, uh, Kenny Ball and his jazz... Oh, I'll tell you what I could do. I'll play it. Shall I play it on the little... Uh, <laughs> I might get in trouble for copyright for doing more than that. So perfect a rendition was that. Uh, Kenny Ball and his jazz men, Midnight in Moscow. So Midnight being the answer. Told you it was going to be silly today. Uh, right, let's do today's round. We haven't even had the silliness yet. Uh, so you may remember, I think we did it last time at the end of last month. Um, sometimes I think it's fun to look at the more comical answers that have been given on television and radio, game shows, uh, over the year. So whatever answers you're giving me, and sometimes if you think it's a bit silly being wrong... I'm sure there's been people wronger and sillier than you. Most of these are very silly. A couple of them are just the wrong answers, but I'll explain why I think they're funny enough for inclusion. What we'll do is we'll have a bit of fun with the answer that was given, or the question that was given, and then we'll ask our own question, which is a variant thereof. Okay, here's number one. 
this is on Richard and Judy. A couple of these are from Richard and Judy. First two, anyway. Um, the question was asked, which American actor is married to Nicole Kidman? I presume it was Tom Cruise at the time. It was a little while ago. The answer that was given by the contestant, they said Forrest Gump. Not wrong on so many levels. Um, but uh, here is our question. Number one, who plays Forrest Gump in the film? Sorry, who plays Forrest Gump's mother? I said that wrong. All, all that set up about stupid people, and I said it wrong. Here's question one. Who plays Forrest Gump's mother in the film? Who plays Forrest Gump's mother in the film? The filming question being Forrest Gump. Number two, also from Richard and Judy, the contestant was asked, on which street did Sherlock Holmes live? And the contestant paused... And the clue came in, he makes bread. Just on a pause, he makes cakes. And the contestant at this point thought they got it and said, Kipling Street. An exceedingly bad answer, I'm sure you'll agree. But number two, our question is, what is the exact address where Sherlock Holmes lived? Now, I would imagine you would know the street. And if you don't know the street, you've been given two clues by Richard and Judy, that they make bread and they make cakes. And it's not Kipling. But so what is the exact address? Address. So I want the number, there's a letter involved, and the name of the thoroughfare. Uh, here's question three. This came from Lynx FM. Contestant was asked, what is the largest Spanish-speaking country in the world? And the contestant said, Barcelona. Hmm. Prote- the presenter said, I was really after the name of a country. And the contestant said, I'm sorry, I don't know the names of any other countries in Spain. <sighs> Hmm. Anyway, question three, our question three. Madrid is the biggest city in Spain. Barcelona is the second. What is third? So Madrid is the biggest city in Spain. Barcelona is second. What is third? And I should say the answer to the uh, the actual question from Links FM, the biggest Spanish-speaking country in the world, um, in terms of its uh, population, is Mexico. That's what that was for. Uh, the big. This is from the big quiz on LBC. Uh, they asked... Excuse me. They asked the name. They asked the contestant to name the funny men who once entertained kings and queens at court, and the answer came in lepers, jesters. I think they were going for jesters on that one, but uh, particularly sadistic kings and queens might have laughed at the lepers, I suppose. Number four. What is the name of the dead jester to which Hamlet refers in Act Five, Scene One of the famous play? What is the name of the dead jester to which Hamlet refers in Act Five, Scene One of the famous play? Here's the next one, number five. This was on the lottery show. Eamon Holmes asked the contestant, Dizzy Gillespie is famous for playing what? And the contestant said, basketball. Or the trumpet, I think, is what they were going for on that uh, particular occasion. But we'll ask a basketball question. Why not? We'll ask, in which city would you find the NBA basketball team nicknamed the Lakers? In which city would you find the NBA basketball team nicknamed the Lakers? Number six. Uh, this from a, from a little remembered and quite rightly little remembered show called Dog Eat Dog on BBC One. Do you remember that? It's going back some. Anyway, the, the presenter in this case was Ulrika Johnson and she said, who wrote Lord of the Rings? Now, by the way, getting questions wrong is not necessarily a bad thing in terms of just getting the wrong answer. I wouldn't make fun of the wrong answer. I make fun of a you know, ridiculously lack, lack of comprehension of thinking Barcelona's a country. But uh, I just... I think I just found this funny somehow that uh, the question was who wrote Lord of the Rings and the contestant said Enid Blyton. And I just kind of like the idea that Enid Blyton would go from Noddy to, to you know, I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, but Gollum. But uh, there you go. Very similar in many ways, I suppose. 
Uh, number six. This is the question for number six in J.R.R. Tolkien's stories. Uh, sorry, in, in J.R. In Tolkien, his name. What did the J stand for? What was the J in J.R.R. Tolkien? That's the question at uh, number six. Uh, let's go on to number seven. This was on uh, the Chris Moyles Breakfast Show on Radio One. He said, which S is the name of a whale that can grow up to te- 80 tons? And as the contestant paused, Moyle said, it begins with an S and it rhymes with perm. And the contestant said, shark. I suppose you get nervous going on the radio, I suppose. But, uh, you know, Chris Moyles is trying to help you out there and you still can't get it. Uh, number seven, we will ask, what is the biggest species of shark? What is the biggest species of shark is how we'll turn that question around. And offer it to you. Here's number eight. This is a beauty. This was on the weakest link. Uh, where Anne Robinson said, In traffic, what J is where two roads meet? And the contestant said, Dual carriageway. <laughs> that one doesn't feel real, does it? But uh, <laughs> I've been sure it is. What J is where two roads meet? A dual carriageway. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a dual way of coming at this question. Because uh, what the answer, real answer is, of course, is Jay's Junction. And there was a sort of course of song called Up the Junction. And that was in the band, co-formed by Jules Holland. So we can have the Jewel and the Junction. Which band did Jules Holland co-form, who went on to have hits such as Up the Junction? Which band did Jules Holland co-form, the band going on to have such hits as Up the Junction? That's question eight. Here's number nine. This is from an ITV game show called The Biggest Game in Town. I've never heard of it. But uh, the biggest game in town, hosted by, apparently by Steve Lefevre, because that's who I've got on my sheet here. Steve Lefevre says, what was signed to bring World War One to an end in 1918? And the contestant said, the Magna Carta. Just a wee bit out on that one, but I want you to tell me how far out, because the question here is, number nine, the Magna Carta was not signed in 1918. What year was it signed in? And let me tell you, it's not that near to 1918. Let's conclude with uh, number 10 and the weakest link, which is so often the, uh, the best source for these. You, actually, Family Fortunes is, is probably the best one. I think we've managed to avoid any Family Fortunes ones today, but uh, after the Family Fortunes, it's the weakest link. Uh, which letter of the alphabet sounds exactly the same as the term for a female sheep? Was Anne's question. And the contestant answered, Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that does sound the same as a female sheep, but uh, I think the term they were looking for there was you. Anyway, number 10. What is the representation of you in the phonetic alphabet? So question 10. In the phonetic alphabet, what is the representation of you? And you know what? You personally, your representation of you is a blooming lovely one. And it's lovely to have you listening to today's podcast. It's the end of the month. Uh, and we'll be back again tomorrow. We'll start a brand new month, June the 1st, uh, with a brand new set of 10 as we carry on our daily quest for 10 new questions every single day. It's QED. It's a quiz every day. Hope you've enjoyed the bit of levity for today. We'll give you the answers to all of those uh, brand new questions in tomorrow's podcast without the, uh, the preamble. And then we'll give you a brand new 10 on a new month. And hopefully... It's a good start to a very positive month. Who's, who knows? Let's hope that things start to uh, to pick up around here. Anyway, thank you very much for uh, being part of the quiz again today. See you again tomorrow. Happy quizzing. <laughs>